When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. you across Tay Interwebs. It is Mix Minus Saturday night. I want to say 10 o'clock, but that's just not true. <laughs> it's, it's much later than 10 o'clock on Friday 48 in front of a great chat room and with my good friend Adam Burns. Hello, Adam. Hello, Daniel. Well, it is 1022 here. That's true. It is 1022 and I'm doing excellent. Thank you for asking. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mix Minus is the show, of course, that sounds a lot like Dubious Intent, but is not Dubious Intent. No, no, nay, nay. It is a, a completely new show. By the way, a little PSA for those of you who still may be subscribed through the Dubious Intent feed. Uh, not the feed burner one, but if you somehow manage to actually subscribe to us through the actual Dubious Intent feed, uh, you need to switch your, <laughs> you need to switch over Wait, to the Mix Minus if they feed. did that, wouldn't they not be hearing this right now? Well, I'm hoping that you're going to put this episode on that feed. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. I am. Right. You know, I was going to say, um, we're like, uh, you know, when Coke came up with a new Coke and they, they literally <laughs> called it new Coke. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what Mix Minus is to dubious intent. Oh, it's God, like, no. Don't say, oh, no. New Coke was a horrible <laughs> failure. And they, no, don't. Everyone, everyone hated it and they went back to the original formula. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, actually, no, that, that works out because they, they hated it. And then they went back, they brought out Coca-Cola Classic and then they, they sold both. They sold uh, Coke and uh, Coca-Cola Classic for a while. Uh, but that's not important. Adam, have you seen what's going on in that crazy, crazy South Dakota? No, I haven't. <laughs> what's going on you know, in South Dakota? Because I know you have a listener from South Dakota. Now, I say that because I'm not entirely sure that uh, Kathy Bacon listens to this show. Um, I know that she listens to Fatty's show. I know she listens to The Geeky Gay. But I, I don't know because I haven't heard her call in to this show. So I don't think she listens to me. I think she just listens to you and Fatty. But uh, they're crazy in uh, South Dakota right now. They have 250,000. What the fuck was that? I was just testing it. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, always. I'm so glad that you're uh, paying attention to what I'm saying. You're saying oh, no, I was just over she, here playing a Kathy, video game. Kathy Bacon like, does not. She does. I was I'm, selling some things on Animal Crossing. I don't know how that works. I'm so sure anyways. she listens to, to Mix Minds. Okay, but South Dakota has like 250,000 motorcyclists uh, in town for this big bike fest thing where there's no mask requirements or social distancing requirements. Oh, no, I, I did not hear that. Uh, I did not. I try not to watch news. <laughs> I, this I, is going on uh, this week as well, you know, all week long into next week. And here, let me just, uh, let's see, let me find some pictures here from the uh, event. There was a, here's a whole bunch of people in a bar 
I'm going to paste this in the chat room really quick. I'm sorry, folks. I'm popping my peas because I'm, I'm hitting the microphone from a really weird angle. Uh, there, I'm putting it in the chat room for you to see. That was last night oh. in a bar there in South Dakota. Uh, but I wanted to say, uh, for those of you who are not listening live on Pride 48 and don't have access to the chat room right now, just Google for Sturgis, S-T-U-R-G-I-S, Sturgis, uh, South Dakota. This is where this big bicycle rally or motorcycle rally is going on. Uh, just insane. It's like we are in the midst of a fucking pandemic that, uh, you know, that we're trying to uh, get rid of. And these people, because there's not 250,000 people in South Dakota, Adam. So these people are coming from all over the world. I mean, all over the states. They're coming to South Dakota. So now they're going to leave and go back to their state. So it's not like there's going to be a huge influx of cases in Sturgis, South Dakota it's going to be, there's going to be huge influxes of coronavirus all over. It's going to be crazy. It's just insane. Well, as we've discussed many times, you know, I'm, I'm embarrassed of the United States at this point because most other countries, not all, I mean, I'm not going to say every single country in, on the entire globe, but a large percentage of the countries have figured out how to, um, you know, make this thing better. Not, I mean, not completely get rid of COVID or anything like that, but a lot of them have figured out how to. No, uh, every other member of NATO has this under control, right? They have it completely under control in their countries. You know, there may be a few flare ups here and there, but by and large, they have it under control in their countries. We are the one country in the world that does not. But I, and not to badmouth the United States, but there's one part of us being a very, you know, the way the United States started, you know, not to get into history lessons here or anything like that, but the way we started was a very rebellious act. We were... Really? Would, you, would you say it was a revolutionary? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were, you know, we were like, you know what? Screw you, United Kingdom. Screw you, England. Screw you, King. You know, we want to do what we want to do. We're out. We're going to this other place and we're going to be free, damn it. Yeah. And so I think that is to an extreme right now where people just aren't using common sense. They're just all they're thinking about is, oh, no, this is a free country. I'm going to be free to do whatever I want to do. And I disagree. I disagree. You know, and I'm going to tell you why. I disagree. And I'm going to tell you why. I feel and I, I have maintained and I will I will I will defend this that what we need is federal leadership. We need a fucking president of the United States to basically stand up and go, guys, we have to squash this out. That means because of new information that we've learned since the beginning of this thing, we need to uh, socially distance from one another. We need to not be congregating inside in restaurants and in bars. We need to be wearing masks all the time going around. And if it's like, this needs to be a consistent policy, a consistent message coming from the federal government, not just leaving it up to states here and there to decide what they're going to do. It's like, I think by some estimates, we could get this thing under control in six weeks if we really cracked down on stuff and had a coherent uh, national policy of you need to wear a mask at all time uh, when you are in, in, you know, around other people. Yeah. Thank you. I'll get off my soapbox right now. So I don't think it's the rebellious na nature of Americans as much as it is, you know, we have a, a dipshit in the White House who has decided to make health 
and safety issues somehow his political football. Like so he's he's managed yeah. to somehow dupe thirty uh, percent or thirty five percent of the country that you know this is all just a big stupid thing. Children, did you know this, Adam? Children are immune to it. <laughs> so I heard, I heard that. Um, you know, speaking of Trump, we have now had the second Trump reelect Trump sign put up in our neighborhood. I'm so oh god, and this is like a neighbor. I mean, this is someone closer to where we live. The other one is like kind of down the road and not really in my development and my housing, you know, homeowner area, whatever you want to call it. It's kind of in another block or whatever. So I was like, oh well, at least they don't live next to us. No, now we've got one like next to us. So I was like, oh god. Well, you really? know, Adam, when you moved into uh, Pleasant Estates there in uh, northwest Arkansas, you, you know, and bought your multi-million dollar sprawling mansion. What did you expect? It's not like your uh, co, you know, your your neighbors there are people that work at Walmart in in the retail store, right? Well, right. I mean, I just I assume there are some progressive people in northwest Arkansas. I. There must be because I mean, all the technologists for Walmart are basically well. Not all of them. A large portion of the technologists for Walmart are based here. And I just assume that technologists are intelligent. Okay. But, well, uh, they don't They don't want to have a big uh, multi-million dollar mansion in Pleasant Grove or wherever not. the, what is it, Bootyville? What? It's something. I, no, uh, I live in Taunty Town. Taunty Town. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. There it is. There it is. Taunty Town. Uh that was all I was going to say. I was just going to say Sergis. There you go. Somebody in the chat room has posted an article there. Yeah, okay. yeah I don't know. Um, Bunch of Adam, ignorant let's, people. Let's not talk about that anymore. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about your food taste. Well, I brought was this it, up. That was, that was an amazing segue, by the way. I don't know if you know that or not. That was an amazing segue. I've brought this up several times, and there's probably a, like a really good solution for this, and, and I could probably tell you right now, but... I wanted to bring it up. I haven't really made it a topic in any of my other shows, but I find it. So first of all, I am a person who needs praise. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I mean, for anyone who's known me any length of time, I need to be propped up a little bit. You know, I need people to tell me I'm attractive, et cetera, et cetera. I'm a good cook. And I've always been told my entire life that I was a good cook. But it was by people who had similar food tastes as me, like family, friends. It was, it was by people who weren't required to eat your cookies. No, no, no. No, I mean, you know, it's like, it's like uh, they people. They were like at some potluck dinner like, mm, no, this is, this is the best shrimp jello mold I've ever no, had. Really? It's uh But no, it was by, you know, Southern I, American okay, but- people. Generally, did they say it was good or did they like give some kind of qualifier like, well, you know, as far as red no. velvet cakes go, no, no, this no. is my favorite. No, I mean, I've always gotten Maddie used to compliment my food. He always wanted me to cook like my family, like friends that would come over when I lived in Dallas and I would cook and all that. You know, okay. people have all said right. that I'm a good cook. They could have all been lying, but I think I'm a pretty good cook. But yes, but when I and and I'm hoping this is what this is, because, okay, when I cook for Mark, which I do quite often because um, well, because he lives there, because he lives here. And that's a thing that I'm theoretically good at. And um, and so we share chores and I, I do that. And also a lot of times I'm on a diet. I'm not I'm failing right now, but a lot of times I'm on a diet. And if he cooks, 
he has no concept of calories or anything. He's just going to, you know, make some corned beef, really fatty corned beef with lots of oil in it. What like over, Ooh, over that rice. That sounds amazing. That, that is a very rice, keto friendly. You know, oh, none of rice. No, over no, rice no, or whatever. Just that's an example of one thing. Or, you know, like Filipino spaghetti, which I love, but has, you know, cups of brown sugar in it. And to, it's spaghetti make, made and, out of Filipinos. Actual uh, <laughs> Filipinos were. You know, anyway. So for whatever reason I cook, he thinks I don't think he's a good cook. That's not true. I just like to have control over the food, I think. But what I'm going to say is. You know what? Instead, that corned beef, instead of rice, you could uh, eat that corned beef over. <laughs> so anyway. Um, but, and he never tells me that he doesn't like my food, but the problem is I don't get any praise from him. He eats it and that's it. There's no comment one way or the other. I mean, most times if I ask him, he'll say, oh, you're a good cook, you know, but, but unless he's pressed, you know, he just doesn't say anything at all. Now he could be the type of person who's not very complimentary. Well, let's, or, t- I don't know if only we knew someone that lived with him that could tell you those kind of things. Like, <laughs> like does he compliment you in other things I like mean, throughout the day? Like, oh, boy, Fee, you're so attentive. And oh, thank you. That was uh, that was very sweet of you to pick up that candy bar at the store. I don't know. I, I would know say probably not in general. Occasionally he will look at me and then go, why are you so cute or something like that? So, I mean, that's, you know, that's a that's a good compliment. Um, but I wouldn't say that he's like overly complimentary just in life, but regardless. Well, so, then you expect him to be complimentary in this one area. Though. Well, no, I don't. But and oh, okay. so maybe that's what it is. It could very well be that. But what if it's not that and he hates my food is what I'm saying. And this could be, although he is a grown man. And so if he did hate your food, he would probably cook more often. Like instead of, you know what? Never mind. I'll do the cooking tonight or, uh, <laughs> you know, well. I'll, I'll do, let me do that. I don't know. And so now I'm thinking, I mean, maybe, but now I'm just like, I've, I've got this thing where I'm like, well, what if he just hates it? Because he is also, he was raised that he finishes everything on his plate, no matter what he could loathe. You could be feeding him. I don't know. I don't want to, okay. I mean, just I, whatever. Right. He's going to finish make a, everything on his plate. But when you make a meal, there's probably leftovers. Uh, Yeah. I, I mean, does, yeah. does he ever eat the leftovers? No, <laughs> not, not unless I make, not unless I like warm them up or, you know, whatever. But, but, um, what I'm saying is what, what I was saying, if he didn't I'm, like your food, he wouldn't eat the leftovers. He wouldn't, uh, he would basically offer to cook himself. I mean, we don't, I guess he would, but I cook so much that even... Adam, has he set up a GoFundMe no. to like uh, try to, <laughs> no. to get food snuck into the house? But here's the deal. I really think that I'm... A, I wouldn't say that I'm like chef lef- level or anything like that, but I think right. I'm a good... I'm a competent cook. I think I make things all right, all right. that, you that know what, taste Adam, good. This is, you know, back in the Dubious Intent days, uh, our previous podcast, Dubious Intent, we would have just let this fly. We would have made a couple of jokes about this. And, but I know one of the things that you had on the uh, the wish list for Mishmine, Mish, <laughs> one of the things you had on the wish list for Mix Minus, that was hard to say, is uh, that you wanted to have contests. You wanted to have more interaction yeah. with the with the audience and have some uh, some contests. So here's what I'm as a prize for this contest. 
you are going to send them something that you have made. Okay. Be it, be it a cookie, be it a, you know, a biscuit, oh, something. We're going to get you're so going many to, entries. No one's going to, after you're this. You're going to make something and you're going to send it to the winner of this contest. Now, yeah. that means that we've got to come up with a contest that we can get a winner for. So what is it? that you would like for uh, these people to do. I'm thinking, you know, I like the 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 concept of randomness. Yeah. Right? So I think if you want to enter this contest, you need to send us a voicemail. You're going to need to do that through our email system. Just basically record your voice and send it to us. So if you would like to try something that Adam has made, and we expect a, a we, we expect a report afterwards. We want to know afterwards how good or bad it was. Yeah. Uh, so what I what I want you to do is I want you to send us a voicemail that says, "I would like to compliment Adam or destroy his life." Uh, you know that I feel that I should uh, be. No, that's not a good one. I. You know what? What can we do, Adam? What can we have them call in with? Now I've. I've I can't do it all by myself, Adam. You're going to have to help me I out. I thought there. when you said this, I thought, oh, great. Daniel has had a, an epiphany, epiphany and uh, he has a contest all in his head. And then you just, you punted the ball to me. You're like, I know you love contests, Adam. Tell us, what's the contest going to be? Well, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I came up with um, a prize. So, I came up with, uh, we know the contest is them calling in with something. Like when I say calling in, sending us a voicemail about something. So, so that, what is... So, what we're going to do is they're just, by gonna, the way, by the way, I learned that trick from my other podcast, that darn Elvis, I ran a contest and I wanted people to email the answer and somebody tweeted me the fucking answer. And now I have to like figure out whether I'm going to award the prize to the person who tweeted the answer, who basically just blew it off because I didn't specifically say email. So I'm, I'm making this crystal clear right now. You have to send us a voicemail. So could they do that on the mixminuspodcast.com? page where you can go in and leave they can a, do it there or they can email us an audio file so uh so i think they should leave a voicemail with recipe ideas and everyone who and so there's no winner we're just going to randomly draw the winner from those people who do it so you just call in and you say adam this is what you should try this is what mittens will love make this and okay. then you give a, and, and it could be anything, but just the fact that you called in, you will be entered into the, pro, into the contest. contest, and then we, and will, then we draw will draw a, a winner and Adam will send you something that he has made yeah. and then you will report back to us how good or bad it was. All right. I love this idea. So yes, here's the, here it is in a, in a more coherent fashion. I know I'm all over the fucking road here. Go to mixminuspodcast.com. You can leave a message right there via the anchor FM uh, interface uh, thingy there. There's a little bippity bop that says, leave a message. I don't know. Well, I'm so I, I, I never got to what I think it is though, but let me finish. Okay. Or you can send us a, a, an email that has your voicemail recorded. You know what I'm saying? Just record on your, on your phone, either Android or iOS, download a little sound recorder, record your little voice and email it to us. And uh, there you go. Or no, even I'm not if you have a big you voice. Yeah, you can have a big voice too. Yeah. That's fine. All right, there we go. Uh, the the end. Uh, this contest is needs to be wrapped up by next show, which will be next Saturday night, August fifteenth. So we need to have your voicemail in our hot little email before ten p.m. Saturday, August fifteenth, ten p.m. Eastern time. Yes. So, all right, Adam, what do you think it is? What I now again, I don't think I'm the world's best cook or anything like that, but I think I'm I'm a competent cook, but 
I think there are two things, and, and this is what I'm hoping, that, that are causing this. One, I think that there is a cultural thing because he grew up eating certain food. He grew up all the way across the globe eating certain types of food. Yes. I grew up in South Arkansas eating certain types of food. And eating I think, more normal kind of food like armadillo. No, no, no. And, no. Uh, I'm not saying either is normal. I'm saying, you know, I spent 40 years of my life eating a certain way and he spent, you know, how many ever years eating a certain way. And I think we just don't because, you know, I like his cooking, but when he makes some of the things he would eat in the Philippines, you know, I don't like them as much because they're not something I'm familiar with, you know. And so... That's number one. So I'm so I'm trying to figure out, you know, is there so I'm trying to start incorporating more Filipino food into my cooking. So I'm trying to find recipes for really good Filipino food, adobo and stuff like that and do that. And then here's the second thing I think. And he accuses me of being picky because I don't like seafood. I think he's picky. (laughs) Like. Because he will, he will get like even when we go to a restaurant, he'll get something at restaurant at a restaurant and be like, eh, you know, there's just a little too much salt in. I just, you know, or or man, I'm just getting a little bit too much pepper in this. Ugh. You know, it'll be like a does really he does good, he does he send it back? No, he doesn't send it back. But oh, I, but good I mean, because you know, because then it would come back with a little too much. <laughs> You were ready that time. Uh, But I mean, even at a restaurant where it's like, even if it's like a five-star restaurant that we're at, he will taste something and he'll go, oh, there's some bitter flavor in here or something, you know, so he'll, Mm -hmm. he'll pick things apart. And like- The bitterness is jealousy. When he eats uh, cookies, they have to be soft and chewy. He doesn't like any other, like if it's crispy, no. He doesn't like it. Like it's so I think and he accuses me of being picky. I think he's just as picky, if not more picky than I am. Anyway. If not pickier. Yeah. Yeah. So speak. That's okay. it. That's well, it. you know what? Uh, good luck, everyone, on that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, of picky. Yes. I ran across this article this week. Now, this article actually caused like some amount of drama, not really drama, just some amount of angst in, on my Facebook page because I thought I was bookmarking this article for us to talk about and somehow I ended up sharing it to my Facebook feed and then the next morning as I'm scrolling through someone had replied to it and I realized that it's like oh my god this looks like I'm supporting something that I totally would never support you know saying it is like because it was a crazy the, the title of this article is I'm a nurse in New York teachers should do their jobs just like I did. So I, I, you know, I'm horrified that like someone had replied to this thinking that I actually thought this. And, uh, so I had to make a big retraction thing, whatever like that. But here's, I want to, I want to just skim this article here for you, Adam. Okay. And and tell me, tell me what your thoughts are here. Well, like you said Uh, earlier, uh, children are immune. That's right. Yeah. Children are immune. It's it's well known. uh, Yeah. Uh, the other day I'm now reading from the article. The other day, my husband, a public school teacher in New York City, got a string of texts from a work friend after checking in on our family and picking up their ongoing conversation about books and TV shows. She wrote, so are we going on a teacher strike in the fall? What? No, my husband is adamantly against a strike because he understands on a deep personal level, his duty is to serve his country in the classroom. 
Uh, it goes on to uh, saying that she works, she's an ICU nurse and that she feels that Teachers are an essential, schools are essential to the functioning of our society, and that makes teachers essential workers. They should rise to the occasion, even if it makes them nervous, just like healthcare workers have. I think so, there's a difference, though, because... You, you, you think? I, <laughs> I mean, I would agree that um, education is very important, and I would agree that teachers are essential to our, you know... To the United States. However, we have this thing called Zoom. We have Skype. We have, you know, all of Facebook Live. We have all this stuff where you can, just like you and I are doing right now, you can put a camera in front of your face, put some sort of microphone. You can do screen sharing. You can do it like all of that. You can do over, you know, remotely. So you don't have to be in a classroom with 30 other humans right on breathing top of their each air. Other. Yeah. Right. It's almost right. That is certainly a valid argument, right? It's like what you're saying is the, the tools to do their job remotely exist. Yeah. Like at least at this point in our life, we don't have uh, telepresence via robotics so that a nurse could actually just safely from another room operate a robot going in and tending to her patient right. or whatever. When I'm she getting has to a make, suppository, she, Right. She has to make those physical connections with those people. It's part of her job that she is trained to do. But if the tools existed for her to perform that job, not being in person, I almost guarantee you she would do that. She yeah. would choose not to be in in danger. But uh, the other thing is you have to get down to pay. It's like ICU nurses make considerably more money than teachers. So to basically say like, Hey teacher, uh, I know that you're, you know, making, you know, $26,000 a year or whatever. And it's like, but, uh, yeah, you need to just man up and go and buy some masks and, uh, you know, get yourself some PPE and buy yourself some, some clean cleaners and whatever. And just like take on all this additional cost just to go and do your job. Just like we did. Did it's your, just like, you know, Daniel, not, not to derail this, but did your mom ever give you a suppository or your yes. dad or, I mean, yes. whoever <laughs> I just, yes. uh, well, I, I hated those. I'm gay. And I hated that. I hated having those things stuck up my butt. I could not. I would cry so much. Anyway. So, no, a, nur- I, a nurse could not do that <laughs> remotely. You I, just, know? I love how that's what you're focusing on. You're focusing on the, the butt stuff. Okay, got it. My point is, is that this this lady, I don't even know her name, Karen something, but she's, uh, I mean, it's not, but I'm sure Kristen McConnell is her name. She's, oh, listen to this. Even, even her fucking title sounds pretentious. Nurse and writer. Oh. Uh, you know, I'm working on my ma on my uh, novel because I, you know, I'm a nurse and a writer. It's like these, these stupid teachers, they should just, uh, go and do it. Look, I do it. So they should do it. And it's just like, oh, this is like, if you could bottle up white privilege somehow and just like put it in a, you know, in a little spray on thing, it would be this article. Like maybe, this, maybe she writes articles bitch. for Breitbart. Isn't that the. <laughs> I don't know, but it's just, I, I just, I, it just, uh, floored me there. So you have no opinion on this, right? You what do you think? Should we be sending no, I, people back to school? I have an opinion. Yeah. No, absolutely not. I mean, why? So my governor, apparently up Trump's butt governor of Arkansas, uh, decided 
and I mentioned this on my other show, but he decided that not only are is are they required to offer five days a week of in-person schooling to anyone who wants it, but guess what? Our sports and cheerleading started are starting back on Monday. <laughs> Well, you know, that's so, that's vital for the functioning of our economy is to have the cheerleaders and the uh, the sports. So they're going to be practicing football starting next week. All these junior yeah. high and high school kids, you know, full contact sport. I mean, you know, I, it's thank good, crazy. Thank goodness they're immune. Well, they're immune up until what? Age 17. I think I at know. 17 in one day, you magically become unimmune to it, according to our president. Uh, yeah. It, in Hillsborough County, where I live the school board made the logical decision that they would delay in-person classes for a month. They're supposed to start two weeks from now. They have like, you know what? Let's kick this can down the road. Let's delay it for at least a month. And then we'll reconvene and look at what the caseloads are at that time. And, you know, we will make a decision then. Uh, The statewide secretary of education, which is a Ron DeSantis appointee, basically told them today, nope, you've already submitted your uh, proposal that says that you're going to have in-person classes. You did that a while back. So you have to have in-person classes. You're not allowed to delay the opening of schools. So even though we have every medical professional that testified in front of these hearings where they were making this decision was basically saying you cannot open the schools. It's stupid to open the schools. This is in, you know, the ridiculous work ground zero right now here in Florida. It's like we have the most cases of anyone in the country and the most deaths of anyone in the country. This is stupid to do this right now. And uh, so they made the responsible decision, but then now there's some political guy that's basically going like, no, well, you have to anyway. So, you know, suck eggs. And uh, it's just, it, uh, just, it just pisses me off. Did you see this, this kid in Georgia who posted the picture of his first day back at school with, you know, the crowded hallway and was yeah. basically suspended, so was suspended for posting the picture. Yeah, I saw that. I, I did see that. And uh, yeah, saw that he was suspended as well. I don't know what kind it's of BS just, uh, reason they gave for the suspension, but yeah, the chat room is basically saying it should be criminal to endanger minors. And you're right. It's like, what again, I have no hopes whatsoever that anyone is going to be held accountable for any of this, but it's like, this is like, this is movie level mustache twirling, sinister bullshit of like, no, you are, you have to go and teach classes. Like you have to put yourself in danger and go teach classes. What about, you know, some of those uh, teachers who have health problems and uh, are older? It's like, are you telling them that they have to do it too? I'll tell you what's happening. A record number of teachers are retiring. A record number of teachers saying like, you know what? I just, I'm not going to do it. I don't care what you say. I'm not going to do it. So now we're going to have a teacher shortage on top of a budget shortage on top of uh, other, it's, this is this is so fucked up and stupid, and it, it could easily be avoided if we had any kind of leadership. Let me repeat that: any kind of coherent fucking leadership in this country. I mean, I only hope in our first podcast after the November election, we will be saying, "Thank God!" You know, come January, we're going to be, or whatever the day is. But no. we'd like to welcome President. <laughs> Literally, you know, a little bit of jism would be better at running the country than him. This is not enough to be a a topic, but but this that we're talking about politics right now, this is the perfect time to bring it up. So Mark came in earlier today and he had been walking Sydney and his phone. I don't know. For some reason, it was trying to join another Wi-Fi network or something. I don't know. For some reason, he was looking at the list of Wi-Fi networks while he was out walking Sydney. I'm not really sure why. 
And he said his phone tried to join a network called Trump 2020. (laughs) Somebody in my neighborhood has named their dadgum Wi-Fi network Trump 2020. Jeez. He said we now need that, that sounds like that sounds like a joke though. That sounds know, more like a joke. They did. So he said, you know, we should rename our Wi-Fi network anyone else 2020 or something like that, you know? Yeah. I mean it could be Biden 2020, but <laughs> big pile of 2020. Uh I yeah, that sounds more like a, that sounds like more like FBI surveillance van number three or whatever. That's the, I don't the know. whole thing. Uh, Adam, you know what? Let's do this because we haven't done it in quite some time. Three, two, one. Contact is the secret. Excellent. Uh, you know, Adam, let's reach into the old email bag here and let's pull out this lovely letter written to us by Lamont Cranston. Am I pulling it out? <laughs> uh, sure. Let's let's do that, Daniel. Let me just reach into the bag. I'm reaching into the bag right now. All right. Hi, Adam and Daniel. Sorry I've missed the last two shows. Life gets in the way sometimes. We completely How understand. How dare you? You know what? Oh. You should be like the other essential listeners and just, uh, you know, suck it up and uh, and listen. I, I completely understand, Lamont. <laughs> Apparently, Daniel does not. But anyway, I have a question for you. I tweeted my light switch census answer for that other podcast, which is five. Mm-hmm. I live in a 1930s building with very scary electricity, so I would never install smart switches. I would opt for bulbs. Good man. A good man, that Lamont Cranston. Now, here's my question. That tropical storm Iggy Azalea has knocked my internet service out for days. If mm-hmm. I got those bulbs, would I not be able to use them without internet service? Will I need candles to read my book since I have no other form of home entertainment now? I will take my answer on the air, please. All right. Now, I am going to answer from my standpoint, which is the bulbs. I am the bulb guy. You're the the switch guy. Yeah. Do you have an answer for the switch? You know what? I want to say something. I was going to order some bulbs from this LifeX company. And I was like, you know what? Those bulbs sure are taking a long time to get in. They emailed me and said, we're sorry. Um, something happened and your order took a really long time and now we don't have those in stock anymore and they canceled my order. Okay, anyway, um, so no, for switches, um, for switches, and I would assume, I mean, you can answer for bulbs, but I would assume it's the same for all products. First of all, the switches don't have to be connected to anything to work. You can, you can, you can hit the switch. And, you know, it will still turn the light off and on. If you go up to the switch with your finger and you press on it, it does, it could have nothing, no Wi-Fi, no internet, no nothing. And it would still work. It doesn't have to have internet. Although if you do have, um, Wi-Fi that's not connected to the internet, but just like home Wi-Fi, then all of your switches will still communicate with your smartphone. Well, not, okay. 
inside your house, they will all still communicate with each other. You can't like go to the mall and control them with your phone, obviously, but because you don't have internet. But all of that will still work over Wi-Fi internally. But even if they didn't have Wi-Fi, you can turn the, the lights off and on. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah uh, light bulbs... After the they lose power, i.e. you turn off the switch or they lose power or whatever, and then you turn the switch back on, they will, they'll just function like regular light bulbs. So you can, even if you have like, you, you lose the dimming capabilities, but yeah, if you turn the, the light switch off and then back on, it, it'll turn the light back on in its normal state. And then they will act like regular light bulbs. And they do that for safety reasons, um, because if emergency personnel come in or whatever, they can turn the they can still turn the lights on without having to learn how to talk to your home automation system in order to make lights. Right. So anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, so there you go. That's your answer. Lamont is that you're absolutely fine with uh, any either one. So if you change your mind and you want to get a switch, that will also work. Now, do we have any other email, Adam? Do we have any voicemail? I don't think we have any voicemail, but we did have, um, now I haven't looked over on Anchor, so do do we have any voicemail? We would we it? would get any we would get an email if we had an Anchor voicemail. Um, so I think this is the one you wanted me to read. So we did get an email from Sam in the Hinterlands, mm-hmm. and she says, "I heard a big chunk of the new mix minus yesterday and enjoyed it, though I gotta say I couldn't hear even one of those changes you were discussing in the cheesy ad." <gasps> Might be lack of trained ear. Might be because I was in a moving in a moving vehicle. Oh, oh! So she was talking about that Vasta ad that I played, and I was talking about how it was eighty yard to death. Like it, it just sounded different. Like each phrase that the woman said sounds slightly different. Like it had been recorded at different times. Maybe I, I, you know, I, I love Sam in the Hinterlands, but she emails in as she's listening to an episode. Mm-hmm. And she'll make these comments, and I don't remember what it was that I was talking about. So sometimes I would literally have to go back and listen back over to my episode to know what she's talking about. So I'm just now, like, you know, oh yeah, that's good, you know. Now you know, Sam. Sam, of course, was uh, one of the hosts on your 23 hosted uh, but first podcast uh, over on. She uh, is not yes, was yes. still is yeah. And she asked a very good question, which the rest of the panel pretty much poo pooed. On this past episode, which was about the uh, racial makeup of the uh, the contestants. And so I sent her back an article uh, in response to another email uh, about that very thing. Did you, did you know, Adam, that since 2013, not a single black contestant has made it in the top half of the uh, contestant? No, I, the I was not half? aware of that. Yeah. I was not. The since thing, 2013, now, not a single black contestant has made it into the top half of the uh of of the of the cast, I mean, of the place, you know, placing. Now I don't placed in the top fifty percent. I don't want to defend anyone, but I'm going to because uh, I think it's more uh, the sad state of affairs in the contestants and the choices that the contestants make, and not so much production because you know oh, they're I, I they're will not. Agree. I will... Yeah, I will agree with you to an extent, but I guess the, the point that this article was making is that uh, one of the things that changed is this immediate need to vote people out, or this they they they've changed the rules of Big Brother so much so that you kind of have to form an alliance on day one, and when you have 
you know, the one black person in the house with a whole bunch of white people, it's harder for them to fit in and make those connections to even be a part of those alliances because they don't have a few days to kind of get to know people and get used to them. And it's like, you know, people kind of congregate with their own folks. So it's like, it just makes it harder for, you know, people who are in the extreme minority. There's usually only one or two black people on the entire 16 person cast. So they're in an extreme minority in this case. And it just makes it different, difficult for them to integrate before they have to like form these alliances and start voting people out. I'm always so surprised. No, no one was no one was really blaming. You know, it's just it's a reflection of America. A, we're yeah. racist. And B, you know, we we do stupid things. And I don't know how we get past, I mean, I know there are many things we can do to get past it, but there have been studies where babies, before they're ever even, you know, I mean, they haven't learned anything yet, just really young toddlers, you know, and they they already are racist, air quotes, because they will tend to be scared of or, you know, disassociate with anyone that's a different color than them. Both, anyway. So I don't know what we do about it, but uh, yes, she has more. About, oh, okay. By great. the way, Sam, uh, if I know you're listening, I, I wasn't disparaging you. I was just saying sometimes I don't remember what it is. I just want to apologize in advance if you're listening. Okay, because his so, brain is full of. <laughs> uh, she says, uh, "I agree. A this day in segment might be fun, but would need to be polished a bit." It's a fun show. I'm glad you're doing it. Well, thank you. you. Thank you, Sam in the Hinterlands. We have fun. Yeah, we had fun. Uh... And that's it. That so. Uh, thank that you very much for yeah. There's our contact. We I mean we have stuff from our executive level producer or our executive producer level uh, Patreon uh, member. Patreon member, which is Cyclone, but that that's a completely different thing. We don't need to to read that out. Although it is important that he in, in this latest uh treats you that he's that he sent us about you know the 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 functioning of the show he points out that dora and the lost city of gold is now available on amazon prime so who (laughs) (laughs) but this is that movie that has dora not as a little you know kindergartner but as like a, a a tween or slightly older but uh diego looks really cute so is it like like uh is it like a hannah montana dora sort of situation no, this is a live action Dora the no, Explorer. No, I know, but I mean, a, like a Hannah Montana age, kind of same, oh. like demographic, kind of, you know, a, never mind. I, I was yeah, going to say, you know, in, in, in a few years, they'll have another one where Dora is swinging on a wrecking ball naked, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to rid herself of her childish image from Disney mm-hmm. or whoever mm-hmm. produces Dora. She'll just be strung out on things. Okay, great. Wonderful. I've got a lag on my board. See, I got a lag and then I have to fix that in post. You told me that. You just need a better soundboard. I do. Is what uh, you need. You know what I did? I did. I ordered a uh a fire HD tablet today because I was annoyed that my old tablet was just so fucking slow and it was on Android 7.0. And so I was just like, "You know what? I I need I just need something to have podcast by my bed. I'll just get a Fire HD. They're cheap. They are. I actually right. uh, recommended that for, it's again, not a story, but my parents were looking for a tablet for yes. one of my nephews, and I recommended 
uh, a fire. Yes, I know this HD, because yeah. I listen to the geeky gay. Yeah. So, so, all right, uh, Adam, you know, today I, I texted you earlier today because I, you know, usually, not usually, many times on Saturday you're, you're busy, you're doing things. And so I didn't know whether you were around today or not and whether you had time to, uh, to get things, uh, you know, to talk about things because tonight we did our very first episode of the uh the recap of the star trek colon below deck oh god damn it now you have lower decks star trek (laughs) colon lower decks uh which we will be putting out on this very rss feed later this week as like a little midweek bonus kind of an episode so if you're watching star trek lower decks uh you know join us here but we're also very excited we're going to be putting it out as a youtube uh we are snippet about 10, 15 minute YouTube recap of Star Trek Lower Decks. So you'll also be able to find us over on YouTube and uh, we'll let you know where you can find that when we put out this new episode. Anyway, uh, just look for that in your feed later this week. Look, surprise, something new, something new that you it can is. get later this week. And but you can see uh, my when beautiful you... studio. Anyway, go ahead. Well, that's what I was going to say. So what you were actually doing, you didn't, you weren't necessarily gone today but you were working laboriously on setting up your new studio adam what what did you do i was well and i have mentioned this on geeky gay but i'm not gonna apologize for repeating stuff because hey that's what i'm gonna do so uh anyway i bought i get in these first of all i just like to buy tech techie things i probably will never be a youtuber or at least anyone that anyone will have ever heard of, or a Twitcher, whatever they call those people on Twitch. However, many times in my life, I have tried to start doing some video something or other. So when you mentioned, and I've been thinking about it anyway, so when you mentioned, oh yeah, we're going to release this thing on on, uh, YouTube, I was like, oh, perfect opportunity to buy myself some new toys because... Well, I mean, I don't want to go into much detail, but I had found out that all of the stuff that I have currently didn't do exactly what I wanted it to do. So I bought a camera, although I was smart, I think about this, I stuck with, I have Canon, a couple of years ago when I really got big into photography and I had bought a, a, you know, Canon DSLR, I bought all these lenses and all this kind of stuff. I decided to go ahead and stick with Canon so that I could use my lenses. So I, I had done that. I bought some key lights that are on the side of me here. I'm very blown out on the webcam, but I can't do anything about it. And uh, it's really bothering me, even though this is, this is an audio podcast. So today, I basically took everything apart, reconfigured my desk, and uh, put up my lights, put up the camera, did all of this stuff and for, the, for this video thing that we're doing. And... Um, yeah, I, it it took a really long time and I'm still, it takes so much effort putting together any sort of studio because getting everything to work together. And then also I've been wanting to do, um, I don't know if you do this in your studio, but I've been wanting to do cable management. Normally I just have like, looks like a snake's nest underneath me, just cables yeah. running all over the place. And I really want to do like, you know, the twist tie things and the Velcro things and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Tuck everything in where you can't see it. And I haven't done that. So anyway, that's what I was. I mean, really, that's what I was spending my day. I am a little frustrated, though, because no matter it seems like no matter how much research I do, I get equipment in and there's one or two things that I thought it was going to do that it doesn't do. And so this is why I end up spending more money later, you know, because like I thought this camera would both be able to be a webcam 
but also record at the same time. Yes. And it won't. It will not. Uh, I also thought, I didn't think that the lip syncing thing was going to be an issue, and it ended up being an issue that my lips are not on with my with my uh, audio. Right, so you, your your so. side your side gig here was you were like, well, I wanted to improve my video uh-huh. for conference calls because I do conference calls every day at well, work. And I want my I want my fit. but now you can't even use that for your conference I calls know. because now your lips will be off and your people will be like, what what's going on? Why don't you uh, why aren't your lips moving with your mouth? I watched this really cute YouTuber. I can't think of his name right now, but he basically what his YouTube channel focuses on is teaching people how to live stream better. Yes. And uh, and he's got a really cool setup. I mean, I love his studio and everything that he's got. And he did say that you can either in OBS if you're doing live streaming or maybe in the camera, but probably in OBS, you can do some syncing stuff where you actually delay your audio. Yes. So you figure out. I have found in the past, though, that it's not always exact. And so... Even if you do that, you can't always assume that it's going to be 1.5 milliseconds. Sometimes it may be 1.3, sometimes it may be 2, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So even though you can do that in software, I found that that's not always, yep. you know. But anyway, it so I just, I just spent a really long time and I'm still not finished. I mean, there's still things that I have to do and I have to do all this cable management. I've got to get under the desk and like zip tie everything. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that what this virus will do this coronavirus will do is that it will up the webcam game some yeah because really when you think about it um what i want in front of me is my web is my cell phone i want my cell phone camera to be in the place of my webcam because my cell phone camera is really good at figuring out the lighting situation yeah. and still taking a really good picture and a really sharp picture really fast it's like i just want and you know that my phone fits in my hand so i know there's not a whole electronic a whole lot of electronics in it and it's not very power consuming so it's like i just want the camera piece of a cell phone put into a plastic housing that i can plug into my computer right it's like that's really what i want i want the circuit from a webcam you know from a camera phone camera to just basically be a I wish that they would make webcams that way but it seems like you know the more money you spend on the webcam the shittier they get with the picture it's like they just you know I'm using a Logitech Brio in here I have the the C you know the C360 or something a C320 or something like that what you're looking at right here is a C920 which is the one that's always recommended yeah, like yeah, yeah. So the C920, Zach's using my C920, so I'm using this Brio, which I'm not as happy with as I am the C920. And so. my face looks like I'm on the surface of the sun or something because I've got a key yeah. light or a, a ring light in front of me and the damn thing. Anyway, yep. I just, I spend all day, but I mean, this is what I'm always doing, right? It's just reconfiguring studio. I mean, I think I have more fun buying and setting up and, and tweaking than I do <laughs> That's why I've never become a famous video star. It's like, oh, I just enjoy doing all this, you know, pretending that I'm right. actually going to use it someday, right? That's that's the reason right there. Yeah. That is the reason. News game. It's a news game. It's a news game. What questions will you ask? It is the Mix Minus News Game. This is the section of the show. 
segment of the show where Adam will read some news questions from the New York Times news quiz. If you'd like to play along, head over to nytimes.com, search for the news quiz. They have 11 questions on theirs, but Adam is just going to pick out about five of them for me. These are multiple choice questions. I will try to answer them without knowing what the choices are. However, if I need help, I will ask Adam for what the choices are. Adam, what is the first question for the news game this evening? All right, Daniel. The first question is this. Which substance did officials say likely caused the immense explosion that rocked Beirut on Tuesday? (laughs) So I... I always want to say amyl nitrate because that's basically poppers, but it was, uh, it was, um, it was not, it was ammonia nitrate or something, ammonium nitrate. Uh, it's, it's something like, it's basically for, it's the same substance that they used, uh, to, to that Timothy McVeigh used to, to blow up the, the Oklahoma city uh, site. Yay. Uh, yeah, that's a very long, correct. I mean, it <laughs> it's just also very going. loud. It's very loud for me. It is. Think. Uh, it is very loud. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could turn that down, but. Uh, Yeah, so the huge explosion in the Lebanese capital killed at least 135 people. You know, I saw I saw a video. I, I don't know if you saw this or not, but I did. You know, what? when it happened, like maybe about a half hour after it happened, it was on Twitter. And I was during I was working on a on a conference call with uh, somebody else on a project. And I looked over to my left because I have Twitter on my big, tall vertical monitor. And I was like, holy shit what's going on and it's like, like we you know basically took about two or three minutes to to go and look and see what the story was and see what was going on yeah it was super frightening it was just like here's a regular explosion oh here's a fucking like here it is on steroids it was crazy it was it was it was a huge explosion well the video i'm talking about is there was a a, a, a beautiful young lady taking wedding photos and you know or video or something and they're videoing her and she's posing and you know in her wedding gown and everything and then the explosion happens and it literally blows her like out of frame oh my i God. mean luckily she i don't think she got hurt because it looks like well she may have gotten minor injuries but i mean i don't think it like majorly <laughs> hurt her. she didn't but. get hurt she's like it is my wedding day god damn it you will not <laughs> fuck you and anyway anyway um, yeah, yeah it's it's a horrible thing and this no this it, was, it was it was amazing and then you know our idiot in chief went on uh the tv that night and basically assumed that it was an attack right it's like uh he basically said well when they were attacked they're like whoa 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 wait this was an attack he's like oh well, maybe all right number two instagram released its tiktok rival on wednesday Yes. You know, it was really good timing also, right? Because now all of a sudden, you know, come September, uh, TikTok is going to be banned in the United States. And magically, Instagram, boom, here you go. We have a, we have a, you know, a rival for that. What is it called? Uh, It's called Reels. Is it, is it uh, something like, is it Reels? Is that your final answer? They were just talking about this on the tech news show. So I, yes, in Instagram reels, I think. Hooray. Uh, 
I should have. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is something that they've been working on for a while, right? It's not like this well, is new. No, because right. Instagram I, basically didn't used to have stories, right? That was basically a direct ripoff of Snapchat. Was Instagram stories? So Instagram's just doing what Instagram do, right? It's just, hey, here's this other really popular competitor of ours. Let's just clone all of their capabilities and move on. Of course, you're right. It's great timing because now you've got the uh, idiot in chief basically saying, you know, we're, we're banning TikTok because it might be Chinese. All right. Uh, that is correct, and uh, we will move on to the next to the next question. What did the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issue a formal warning against this week? <laughs> and I can give uh, you. I mean, you know, we do have multiple. Yes, I choice. know. I know. I was laughing at the chat room because they were saying TikTok is essentially Vine, and then the next thing was like Twitter is likely to merge with TikTok, and I would just like to point out. Twitter bought Vine and, and yeah. killed it. Why would, why would they then buy TikTok, which is basically Vine? That makes no sense. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, I need some choices. The CDC says a lot of stupid things. What what particularly are they looking for here? Tell me what the uh, choices are. Um, they, okay, and it's what did they issue a warning against? Yes, warning against voting probably. But what, what, are, what are my choices here? Beaches, drinking hand sanitizer, Oh, that's the one. Yes, sharing okay. it's, masks. It's, it's drink. Nope, nope. I got it. It's drinking hand because I I saw that headline and I'm just like, ah, no, not again. It's like these people, these Trump people, like, oh yeah, we can disinfect it by drinking our insides. We'll disinfect our insides. It is uh, drinking. Yes. By the way, I'm not recording my sound effects, so uh, if you want to play them, <laughs> you can, or else we won't have any this week. Uh, or we won't ding. have the ding. <laughs> Uh, federal health authorities issued a formal warning on Wednesday about the dangers of drinking hand sanitizer after four people died and nearly a dozen became ill. It was not immediately clear if any of the people who were poisoned drank the hand sanitizer for its disinfectant properties. At least some of the adults had consumed it for its alcohol content, according to the CDC. I read somewhere that... Or maybe I was watching a documentary or something, but but basically they were saying that in some Native American reservations that the poor when they're the really poor Native Americans who want to drink, it had become common for them to drink things like hand sanitizer to get drunk. I don't know if that's true, but that's what it, I heard. Yeah, no, because and, that's when we were having a shortage of hand sanitizer, some homemade recipes were basically just using vodka and aloe. Yeah. So. And so they, some, a cup, at least a couple, I, I don't know the number, but some people died because they were consuming it. And it was the one that was some of the ones that were recalled for having methanol. Was that what it was or whatever it was? Anyway, you know, they've recalled a bunch of hand sanitizer recently. So that's <laughs> yes. All right, so that was number three. Here is number four. Number four. What are the hibakusha? The hibakusha are a, they are a, uh, uh, I want to say they are a canine race on Star Trek that no. uh, sh- <laughs> they are, they had that big meeting with wanna- Picard and it was the, yes, please give me some, some choices here. I'll tell you why I know this after after we're done. Uh, okay. So, earthquake victims, prisoners of war, radiation victims, or atomic bomb survivors. And what are they again? They're called what? Hibakusha. 
I may be I may so, be totally murdering that pronunciation. But. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go with. Are you waiting for the chat room? How dare you? No, no, no. I'm looking over here. Um, <laughs> no, I'm gonna go with the the last one, the atomic bomb survivor, because after I saw that Beirut thing, like I saw like like the next day was the some stupid anniversary of Hiroshima. And uh, so that's what makes the most sense to me as to why it would be in the news quiz. So I'm going to go with that one, although it could be the radiation thing. But I'm going to go with the atomic bomb. Ding. It is. <laughs> um, as so, so let me tell you why I know this. And, and I'm, oh, I'm going to make a recommendation. Um, and I'm going to totally butcher his name. But there's a new documentary, not a documentary, but like a docu-series on Netflix called Connected. And it's a guy who is the research director uh, for Radiolab. And he's got a doctorate in the history of science. He's called, I think his name is Latif Nassar, I want to say. Or Latif Nassar. Anyway, it's so good. I mean, well, Mark and I really enjoyed it. It was like a, a lunchtime show that we would watch. They're just every episode. It's only six episodes and each one of them is some scientific thing and and that shows how the entire globe is connected anyway mm-hmm. very interesting if if you like that sort is of it thing called connected or connections connections maybe okay whatever uh, the word you know some form of that word <laughs> <laughs> so they did an episode on atomic bombs and they talked to a survivor from hiroshima So as Hiroshima marked the 75th anniversary of the nuclear assault by the United States on Thursday, the Hibakusha, the survivors of the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, were a diminished presence at the memorial event, a victim of the twin forces of the coronavirus pandemic and advancing age. So these people, they'll also go every year and get medical checkups because they're studying how these people that made it through our aging, how their health is, like all this stuff. So anyway. Cool. It, it's, it, I was, you were right. I was wrong. It's called Connected. Science journalist Latif Nasir uh, investigates the surprising and intricate ways in which we were connected to each other, the world, and the universe. It's very good. Okay, great. I'll, I'm really sad that, that we're down. finished. Like we've watched all six. We don't have any more to watch. I'm on like episode nine of the um, Umbrella Academy season two. Like, so the next to the last, I haven't. Like, oh. I've watched through eight. I haven't watched nine and ten yet. We watched that as well. We've already finished that, and I really enjoyed it as well. Okay, great. I really like the guy who plays the, I really think he's sexy, the one who plays, uh, why can't I think of his name? He's the one that sees ghosts. Oh, I don't know. Yes. I, I find him attractive. Felix. Felix. And uh, he's half naked all the time on that show. Not all the time. He's Mostly. not half naked nearly enough. He's he's apt to he's half naked sometimes, but he should he should be just always half naked. All right, number five, number five. The last question. The last question, Daniel. The very last. So far, one. I have a hundred percent going into the last question here. Two astronauts made the first water landing by <laughs> NASA since nineteen seventy five. Yes. Where did they splash down? They splashed down in the Gulf of Mexico because I actually ran outside to see whether I could see any kind of, uh, you know, the parachutes or whatever, because I am close enough to the uh, Gulf of Mexico for that. So, yes, I watched that landing live uh, when it happened earlier this week. This was in 1970. 
Oh, since 1975. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, this just happened last week. The the SpaceX, uh, the the Doug and Bob McKenzie fell into the ocean. Ding, ding. Uh, correct. Bob Binken and Doug Hurley, both NASA astronauts, splashed down in the Gulf of Mexico in the Crew Dragon spacecraft last Sunday. The flight was operated by SpaceX, the rocket company started by Elon Musk as a part of NASA's efforts to turn over to private enterprise some things that it used to do. Also, the SpaceX employees got yesterday off because they did such a good job. So there you go. Five out of five, Daniel. Five out of five. That makes me the newsmaster, Adam. It does. That, uh, that's the title that I'm going to take. I'm going to put that on a sash and I'm going to wear it because it, it, you know, it fits on a sash. Unlike that interview that I did with uh, Larry Vader over on his show. Uh, this title, newsmaster, fits nicely on a sash. Okay, Adam, uh, let's talk about what we want to do. This is this is fun for everyone. This is just fun for everyone that we are, you know, talking about the production of the show. We're creating the a segment? Is that what we're doing? Near the No, no, I'm just saying. So we get these, our executive producer sends us this very extensive dossier every week that has a whole lot of things in it, uh, including birthdays and uh, hit TV shows and, uh, nope, nope, sorry hit songs and box office hits yeah we don't have hit tv shows. hit tv shows would be good but um also some some random news stories i didn't know if you wanted to pick one of these since we uh just did the the news quiz there maybe we could add one of the news stories to the news quiz like at the end of it you know just as in like oh also by the way adam did you know that soda sonia sotomayor was sworn in as an associate justice of the supreme court back in 2009 on august 8th you know what I think we could try because I really like to do an audio something, right? And I and I yes. love theme songs to things and stuff like that. So, what I think is as part of the quiz, we just throw in a question from our executive producer from Patreon, Cyclone, and I have an audio clue to, you know, to kind of give you a hint on this. I see. I don't have one today. No, you clearly don't. But uh, in because <laughs> we learned last week in the the, the top movie from uh, from August first in 1970 was Chisholm, uh, or as we know it. Chisholm. By the yes. way, at the end that that theme song is like four and a half minutes long, and at the end near the end of it they have this, which I think is very telling because it's still. Sounds like Jism to me, but the sounds like the the guy's name is John Jism, right? So you have Jism, John Jism, can you still keep going on? Can you still keep going on? Can you still keep going on? <laughs> no, it does. It, it really does. Oh, sound. John Jism, can you still keep going on? Uh, that was that was the number one movie in, in 1970. But you know what, Adam? There are some new box office hits this week because this is tracked week to week and a lot of times a movie will be, you know, the number one for more than one week. I'm going to pick one of the, uh, the, the, the uh, new ones and I'm going to play you the theme song to it and you tell me which, uh, 
one it is. Wow, that was that was really that sounded harder than it should be. So you're assuming I haven't read the document? Is that No, no, you all of the ones in blue are the new movies. I'm now going to play you a theme song from one of those movies. Oh, okay. Can can you tell me what movie that it is? Oh goodness. Okay. Here, here we go. Any any thoughts? Uh, well, I don't. So, so first of all, I will say that it sounds like an old movie. Okay, sounds like an because old movie. there's brass in it. It's you know you don't have. I don't know. It's kind of I don't that sound. It just sounds very. That sounds very old. You know. And it's kind of big bandy sounding. So what I'm yeah, going to yeah. guess, because I think it's old and I think it's big bandy sounding, kind of a Vegasy feel, I'm going to guess Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. You're absolutely correct. That was that was the theme song wow. to Ocean's Eleven. Do you know, do you know, of course, Ocean's Eleven is the one that we're familiar with is the one with, uh, what's his name? Uh, McDreamy. Uh, not McDreamy. Uh, well, it's got Brad Pitt, name? doesn't it? No, George it has, Clooney. what's his name? Yeah, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt yeah, Damon. All yeah, all that we remember that. But do you know Doesn't who was in like the original? Cheech Marin or somebody like that. It has somebody yeah, else like that. I, bl- I believe it does. Uh, but do you know who was in the original Ocean's Eleven? Well, in 1960, I don't. But I have a guess that um, the the crooner, the crooner guy. What's his name? The crooner guy. The crooner guy. Yes. Um. There, there's did, a couple of them. There's York, a couple New of crooners. Start spreading the news. Um, uh, Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't call him a crooner, but yes. Okay. So Frank Sinatra. Yes, he is in it. Yes. I uh, so uh, and I glanced down at the chat room and and they're giving us answers. So I feel like I've cheated, but it's a lot of the Rat Pack people. So like uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, and those other <laughs> who ones. else is Dean, in a Rat Dean Pack? Dean Martin. <laughs> Dean, yes, Dean? Dean Martin is. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and who's the final Rat Pack member? I don't know. Uh, Peter Peter Lawford. Yeah, I don't know him. Okay, but uh, but uh, yeah, Rat. I I was gonna say I thought it was those you know cool kids back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was. Uh, Henry Silva, Joey Bishop, Richard Conte, Buddy Lester, Richard Benedict, Norman Fell, and Clem Harvey. I have no idea who the fuck those people are. Nope. Uh, also, Angie Angie Dickinson was in that. She was policewoman. This is before she was policewoman. Maybe it was after she was policewoman. I don't know. You would have to ask one of our elder listeners, like Fatty or something. Anyway, so yeah, Ocean's Eleven. Uh, Chisholm, still the number one in 1970. And uh, what was the new one here? Oh, in 1990, the number movie at the box office was Flatliners. Did you ever see Flatliners? No, I did not. I did. I saw that. That was the one with Kiefer Sutherland. And uh, it was kind of a weird movie. I think I just went it because I went to go see it because some of the leads were shirtless. <laughs> I was very young you, you at the would. time, and this this would have been my, you know, my Sears catalog. Right? Oh, I want to see that movie because they look shirtless. Two two things I find interesting here: uh, Nixon resigned, which is what I wish Trump would do, and uh, or would have done a long time ago. And oh, um, oh, you mean in this day in history? Yes, yes. 1974. This day in 1974, August 8th, 1974, President Richard M. Nixon announced his intention to become the first president in American history to resign. And uh, Brigham Young was chosen to lead the Mormon church. Now, the reason this is interesting to me is we have no fewer than three 
Mormon churches here. Now, you would not expect in Arkansas to have Mormon churches, but we do. And I think for some reason, I think we must recruit a lot of graduates from Brigham Young or something like that. And because I feel like most of the Mormon population here in Northwest Arkansas works for Walmart. Most of my coworkers. You all know the Bible is made of testaments old and new. You've been told it's just those two parts or only one if you're a Jew. Yes. You know, I haven't seen that. You know, Mark and I were going to go see that this, like probably in July, I would assume. We had already bought tickets and everything. Aw, to the Book of the Mormon. And, and you would have learned all about Brigham, Brigham, Brigham Young being yeah. chosen because, uh, yeah, because basically some of the Mormons killed uh, <laughs> Joseph Smith. And uh, yeah, I mean, COVID. You know, he was an all-American prophet. Adam. Yeah. But what if I were to tell you there's a fresh third part out there? which was found by a hip new prophet who had a little Donny Osmond flair. You should like this. It's got lots of brass in it. Have you heard of the all-American prophet? The blonde-haired, blue-eyed voice of God. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is from Book of Mormon, um, so. And they're building, apparently, because I, I didn't know, because the reason I know this is because we when we were going to get Freddy's burgers the other day, yes, we saw this beautiful building with like a park around it and a pond with ducks and all this stuff. And and we just were curious what it was. And it said and we drove past it so we could see what it was. And it said and I forget whether they call them tabernacles or churches or whatever, but it said, you know, Mormon something or other church. Anyway, whatever they are. So. Um, they're churches. Church, well, is it Church of they Jesus have a ta- Christ? They have a tabernacle. Oh, temple? Oh, a cyclone says temple. Uh, so I was talking to one of my coworkers who I happen to know is Mormon and also a Trump supporter, dang it. But anyway, um, and I say, do you go to this church, you know, because I live near there. And he's like, oh, no, we have three of those in the area. And they're building this huge one that's going to look like the one in Salt Lake City or something in this area. We're going to have like this big, massive tabernacle or something. When I lived in Georgia, that was the first time that I had met. uh, I mean, uh, there was a lot of Mormons. As a matter of fact, uh, a lot of them at work that I had met there. They were were all Mormon. So they're super happy people, though. Also, they're just so, I mean, I think Mormons. They're just so nice. They're just so darn nice. They're really nice. And, you know, but. One thing that really annoys me about Mormons, though, and I'm sorry yes. if we have Mormon listeners. I mean, I'm sure you're lovely. Uh-huh. I'm sure you are lovely. Hello, Lee. But yes. they are so goody two shoes. Like they don't drink anything with caffeine in it. They, you know, that is not true. Just, they, that is not true. I mean, no, my Mormon friends drink a lot of caffeine. Well, they don't drink alcohol. Most of them don't even drink caffeine. I mean, that they're probably some offshoot or something. Also. These Mormon, like I was talking to one of these developer who is also a Mormon. He's like, oh, I go to bed. We go to bed at 830. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, I'm not saying that in the Mormon Bible that it says you must go to bed at 830. I'm just saying they're very wholesome people. They drink a, they are. They drink a lot of milk and water and, you know, ugh, they're just, gosh, darn it. They're just, they're so, just so healthy. Gosh, darn it. They're just I hate that about them. Uh, <laughs> I got nothing. 
Uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. So I don't know where to put that, but maybe we could put that in the news segment. I don't know. We just need to figure out some way to, 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 well, I feel, look, and, and I really appreciate Cyclone doing this and I think it's a great idea. I'm not very creative. That's the reason we've done the birthday segment for literally like 15 years. Cause I came up with one segment in my life. And I think I even did that segment on my old show, the Adam and Maddie show. So I probably just carried it over and, uh, so we're just trying to figure out how to. Um... <laughs> what you guys didn't see is that Adam just snatched a bug out of the air in his uh his new studio. His studio. I don't know why we have so many flying bugs in this house. I don't know why you swallowed the fly. Perhaps she'll die. Um, now the the new thing that our executive producer, by the way, if you'd like to be an executive producer of the show, it's what two hundred dollars a month, I think. Uh, yeah, that, that two hundred two hundred dollars a month level on Patreon. Uh, yeah, you can you can be an executive producer of the show. And I'm s- assuming it got lost in the mail cyclone, but this month hasn't come through yet. So I was just yeah. you know just mm, yeah, you may want to yeah. you know double check in your your balance mm-hmm. book or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the uh, he's he's posting uh from the Weekly World news 25 years ago now i on my youtube channel zach and i had toyed with doing this thing because i don't know if you know it or not but this is uh next year 2021 is the 50th anniversary of walt disney world here in florida and so i thought it would be fun to uh start looking 50 years back from this past year Right at the local newspapers to see what was happening at Disney as it was ramping up to open, like all the new little stories and everything. And so we kind of spun that into a a series on our YouTube channel called Disney in the Distance that um, we only did one episode of because it was like the least viewed <laughs> video on our and entire probably channel. Probably the most so it was, work. <laughs> it was the most work. It was so much work, <laughs> but it was really fun to be reading. So every morning, you know, when I normally scan through my news blogs and you know newspapers and stuff online i would just hit the uh you know the the papers from 50 years ago i had a subscription to the news archive thing or whatever and i would basically just look for you know that whatever month i was in in 1970 and then follow and like one of the first days that i did it was like right before the moon landing so i was like reading all these stories about you know the the them taking the trip to the moon and whether they're going to land on the moon and uh all that kind of cool stuff and so it was really kind of fun to look back but anyway getting back to uh what our executive producer cyclone provided for us here is a weekly world news from 25 years ago and it's funny right uh what is it the headlines here nasa takes photo of ghosts in space Millions of glowing spirits captured by high-tech lenses. Now, it's just the headlines. We don't actually get the story. Uh, we just kind of get a snapshot of what the, the headlines Did you know like that there. trash was left on the moon? I mean, I know this is not related to, to ghosts, but they left, like, tr- trash. Well, yeah, because that's weight. Because... It's like, why, why pay the fuel cost to carry that weight back? Uh, they needed to fit those moon rocks on board. Uh, anyway... I, so I just wanted to say to our executive producer, if he's listening, um, so could you go further back than 25 years? Could you go like, you know, just oh, more work for him? Yeah, sure. No, just like 50 <laughs> years. Cause you know, you got, uh, like uh, 50 years ago. Uh, I think, yeah, that would, that would be the, the better thing there. Or maybe, you know, yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to re pick up my archive cost and, and go back and do the, the news art. Anyway, it was just a thought. It was a stupid thought, Adam. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. But, you know, speaking of stupid thoughts. Yeah. I was listening to uh, that podcast, that that the Geeky Gay podcast. It comes out five days a week. What? And uh, it, yeah, it's, it's done Nothing by my good friend, Nothing on that is stupid. 
It's How done by my good you? friend Adam Burns. But Adam Burns said at the end of that sh- uh, the Friday show uh-huh. that uh, he would not go out and eat at a restaurant no. until there was a vaccine. That is now, correct. I wanted to ask you some questions about that because I feel that it is something that uh, Zach and I will not go eat at an indoor restaurant for, you know, until things change. Mm-hmm. I would not eat in a restaurant, you know, inside in a restaurant. But I don't really have a problem eating at outside restaurants like restaurants that have a deck outside and stuff like that um i just wanted to know what your feelings are on that like we've we've eaten uh like over at disney springs at a little barbecue place that has outdoor seating and whatnot and it's all open air inside so it's like basically that's is you're never in an enclosed building what do, what do you feel about that well i'm not so the reason that we will not is kind of an overabundance of caution because eating at a restaurant is something that I feel we can live without for a while longer. We're able to order those things that, you know, have them delivered to our house. And uh, and so I just feel like, I think you're probably right. I mean, if you're six to 12 feet away from everybody else and you're outdoors and you're not, you're probably fine. But I'm just not, it's not something that we want to do so badly even though we used to go to a restaurant every single week, we would go to a new restaurant. But it's it's just not a, a risk that we care enough to take. We, okay. we want to. No, I know. wasn't I wasn't passing judgment. I yeah, was just yeah. I was curious. I wanted to know whether you we thought that. I mean, in our case, right, we have not been going out to any restaurant outside or inside here in Tampa. Right, we only get pick takeout from stuff here, but. Uh, we, uh, you know, when we're over at Disney, we've we've done it a couple of times. Like the day that we were at the parks, we ate at some walk-up places, like, you know, to basically right. counter service places and then sat outside and ate. And then in the, when we went to Disney, Disney Springs to visit the Lefferson's, we ate outside at the table. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I just didn't know. I just, we're just being, we're trying to have as much caution as we possibly can. You're, you're trying to make up and, for the uh, maybe. other 99.9% <laughs> of Arkansas well, that is uh, being stupid. I mean, the other thing is, the other thing is, though, a lot of Arkansans, that's what you call people who live in Arkansas. Oh, I did not know um, that. Are, new information. You know, have not done a good job of quarantining and social distancing and <laughs> isolating and all that. And should we go to a restaurant, even if we're outdoors... I know there are going to be people who get too close to us or like, you know, probably have COVID because they, you know, haven't been wearing a mask or doing all those things. So, I mean, I just feel like, you know what? We can order Grubhub. It's fine. We will wait. Also, the restaurant that I recommended to my mom is Bonefish Grill. They do not have an outdoor eating area. And oh. we're not, I mean, you know, so we're Again, not doing it. I, I, I wasn't. I speaking, know. I wasn't speaking to that particular case. I was right, just right. curious. I wanted to know at what level you would draw the line. Where would you find yourself? Where would you be comfortable? Uh, and where would you not? Well, so that's fine. I get it. We're probably not going to eat. I would, I would say at least until numbers start going down rather than up. I mean, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we <laughs> I, will not go inside to eat in a restaurant for for a very long time until yeah. the, the, a lot of things have changed. But anyway, so there you go, Adam. That was that was it. That was all I wanted to know. I was just curious about all that stuff. Well, there you go. And you know, as always, we have this very graceful ending to the show, which is well rehearsed and well thought out. And uh, that's uh... <laughs> well, what you should do, Daniel. First of what? all, you're supposed you're still supposed to have a timer. 
over yes. your shoulder or something that I, you know. Yes. Even I bet you could do an overlay on your video. I bet there are ways to do that. But we should have been tapering that conversation and the music kind of come up as we're tapering well, I, that I conversation. I could do that in post. If you want me to do, I could do that in post. Well, we've but already I, talked I still... about it now. So. Yeah. That doesn't stop me. Anyway, uh, Adam, you know what? Uh, we are here every Saturday night, 10 o'clock on pride48.com come over and hang out with us in the chat room we forgot to acknowledge them tonight but they've been there they've been great we love them um send us an email contact at mixminuspodcast.com and uh you know send us a voicemail for this contest remember you could get something that adam cooked shipped to you (laughs) i'm assuming anywhere on the planet adam is loaded so anywhere on the planet it really doesn't matter all right adam uh i will talk to you next week all right looking forward to cooking This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.